0: Sandcast Beach Volleyball with Triborn and Travis Mawerder, and we have uh, an incredibly special guest on today. We have Greg, the legend, Mr. <laughs> Delgado. How are we doing, Mr. Delgado? I'm doing great. Great to be on your show. It's it's so good to have you on. Anytime that that I see Greg Delgado during the day, day is automatically better.
1: <laughs> That's very kind of you. I mean, there's a lot of ways to look at life. and You might as well be positive and enjoy it. Lots That's- of smiles.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Lots of smiles. But um, so you were, you were getting into your background before. I, I want to give the listeners kind of a, a little, uh little context. Um, so Greg Delgado lives on the Strand in 16th Street, Hermosa, which became the beach volleyball sort of training center for the entire AVP this year because of COVID restrictions, and it was like a safe haven to play beach volleyball. And so, and and you and and Mark Powell Louis. Um, just ha- have your four courts on 16th, just, that just became like this training grounds. And it, it was awesome. I mean, you guys, you, you in a way kind of saved the summer for beach volleyball and oh, made it so much better than what it could have been. It ended up being like such a cool summer to have everyone there. And Nick Lucena, when we had him on the show, he was like, it was one of the coolest things that I've been a part of as a player, which is a compliment. I mean, Nick's been in the game since 2000 you
1: know yeah
0: so this is uh we appreciate
1: everything you do and and did this summer for beach volleyball well i appreciate that and Lori and i have always loved volleyball we you know it started out when our son played at stanford libero against try on yeah. the McKibbins. he played against crabs at, at long beach and uh, taylor sanders at byu so we've always loved volleyball <clears throat> and we were lucky enough to move to the strand uh four and a half years ago and realized that we moved in front of one of the most amazing courts to Ireland and We're literally in the front yard eight to 10 on the first day we moved here. I said, honey, I think we moved in front of the Olympic court. <laughs> and so it's just been wonderful. We try to make all the ABP tournaments. We've been to Huntington and Hermosa and Manhattan, been to Chicago, been to Hawaii and just the ABP vibe is so cool. It's just fun to hang out, fun to get to know the players, fun, fun to watch these amazing athletes. So you fast forward to this, past June, and obviously the apP is doing <clears throat> a tur- tournaments three in a row in Long Beach. And the players obviously are flying from all over the country, the top 72 players in the country coming to the South Bay to play in these great tournaments. And at the same time, disaster strikes, COVID hits, the county closes the beaches, there's no more, the nets are all cut down, there's no beach volleyball allowed. And we said, my! this is awful. This is we, We're so excited about everyone coming to the 16th Street or at least playing on the beach and now they have no place. So a group including Palui, kind of headed it <clears throat> talked to the city and said listen if we live by a certain protocol, only twos, only the pros no, very small groups the coaches will wear masks if we can live by that protocol and by the way the pros try Travis you're tested every Monday for a month and and so we know that' you're, you're clean you're all you're totally safe. So we have just the pros and the coaches, live by that protocol. Is it okay if we have five courts at 16th Street with nets and lines up? And Paloo was able to talk to the city for most of each and get a tacit approval. I mean, they're not going to change the rules, but they basically said, you're probably not going to get tickets as long as you stick to that protocol. (laughs) So it was the right time at the right place for us. We were just incredibly lucky or unlucky that COVID hit, unlucky that no one had a place to play but lucky that we were able to get courts approved in our our front yard. Yeah. So the news traveled very quickly because people said no one else to practice. No, nowhere else to practice. If I do, I might get a ticket and I understand 16th street is a place you can play. (laughs) So we got our minds together and my number got passed around and people would call me the night before. Hey, is there a court open for me tomorrow at eight? Yeah, absolutely. So I formed a little Excel spreadsheet and, People from all around came <laughs> start playing. Uh-huh. And I think the more people started playing, the more fun they had because they saw the other four courts with pros on them playing. So I would get little white index cards. I put them on each poll the night before. Okay. Taylor Crab's at eight, Triborns at 10, Travis is at 12. And so everyone <laughs> knew when they got a chance to play. They could come to the courts. They'd know the court was set up for them. They know the lines were right. The height of the net was right. There was antennas up most of the time. And they was on the pole so they could play. So it was really uh, an incredibly accelerated, exciting time. And I can see why Nick said, hey, this is kind of fun. Everyone's here. And it's really a a great time. One little other short story. Yeah. So I called the announcers, Kevin Barnett. And I said, you're not going to believe what's going on down here. We got all the top players playing midweek. And I know you're on the announcing booth during the weekends, but they're here midweek and they're all here every morning. Monday through through Thursday, Friday and Saturday and Sunday, you have them in Long Beach, but Monday through Thursday, they're here. So he came down, he brought his other announcer, he brought his film crew, and now they're on the courts interviewing everyone and and just having a great time. So it was really, really fun. And I will say it was was great to be able to give to the pros to find a place for them, but there's some gigantic selfish reasons for me. (laughs) I have a couch on a deck right in front of the main court. I get to sit and have coffee and watch some of the best volleyball in the United States every morning. So it was it was fantastic.
2: That's <laughs> pretty wild. It's interesting. I don't think most fans that, you know, are around the country that haven't experienced the California life don't realize they probably don't realize that like you usually won't get when, once we get into season we're screaming two teams playing against each other, but you're not going to find a lot a bunch of the top pro teams like within the same area you know it's you come down to the south bay it's definitely the place to watch and you can bike up and down and find people but but you're never going to watch them all in one place it's not like we have training we have training groups with the national team like that's kind of becoming a thing but right i mean you never have everyone in one place um we had phil and nick were scrimmaging casey and uh theo while me and Uh, Trev were scrimmaging Hayden and K Spear and then April and Alex are on the other court. And I was like, wow, this is unique. Like you'd think that this would happen more often because we're all on the national team, right? It really doesn't. It, It was definitely a unique circumstance that pulled it all together.
1: It was fantastic for us too. I mean, a number of spectators, even though we didn't want big groups, people found out about it and would come down and kind of quietly watch from the side being socially distant, but watching it was pretty amazing. It was cool. And, and the index cards,
0: it gave it like a very official look at the, it was almost like, cause FIVB you need to sign up for a court time. You know, it was like the most professional training domestic center we've had. It was, it was cool.
1: Well, you know, I have tremendous respect for you guys. I mean, you guys are some of the best athletes in the United States, if not the world. And unfortunately, unlike other sports, there's not the millions of dollars for the athletes. I mean, you can imagine LeBron James is not going to go out to set up his own net to go play a basketball game. Right. Or Tiger Woods is, you know, when he goes out there, he's got his tea time. He's ready to go. And I said, you know what? These pros deserve to be respected. They, need, they deserve to have their own court and it needs to be ready and their name needs to be on it. And it's just a level of respect you guys all deserve. And, and we tried to meet that. And I had a real kick, you know, Miles Partain, of course, a young eighteen-year-old superstar, up-and-coming guy. And the first time he saw his name on the poll, he said, "Oh my gosh, my name's on the poll!" <laughs> Made my whole month. And just that one comment—I mean, just he appreciated it. And so we work hard for you guys, and if you appreciate it, that's fantastic. There are
0: no better kids than Miles Partain. He—he's as good as they come. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Have you like? Know, Good, Mr. Greg. At the end of it, again, I did this for selfish reasons. I already told you why. Sitting on that porch, having a cup of coffee in the morning, talking to you guys, amazing. I mean, I'm a total lover of the sport. Lori and I would go and spend 100 dollars a day to be in the VIP seats. Now I got to watch you free, having a cup of coffee from my house. <laughs> amazing. So the last week people were very, very appreciative. And 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 I I would did it for selfish reasons, but they brought bottles of wine, a bottle of tequila. Flowers, muffins. Um, Kevin Barnett, Barnett made me a cutting board inscribed <laughs> with a, a, my name and the, a court, and it said undisclosed location. Which he used that name in his in his uh, announcement. Um, and <laughs> I, think I told you, I think I'm gonna told you personally. But on the on the on the Monday after the last tournament, Nick walks down to, to my house, and he's got one of the championship cups. And I look out the window, and I say, oh, "That's kind of cool. I wonder where he's headed." He came to our house and he said greg i've got your trophy for you and i go well, well come on you gotta be kidding sure. he said, yeah it's got your name on it he both phil and nick signed it and gave me his championship cup so i was basically in tears i said you got to be kidding. this is amazing sure. so it, the pros were very very appreciative and respectful and it it made my whole month i mean it was it was awesome for
0: sure. and- and you made the the pros whole month. That's I think that if nothing else is, is a testament to what an impact you made, it's the fact that Nick carried down one of three trophies from a series that has never been done before and said, you deserve this one. Because we wouldn't have been able to practice if, if it had not been for kind of this little sanctuary
1: that you and Mark built. I feel very lucky to be part of it. And Mark really gets tremendous credit. He's the one that went to the city and talked to the police department and got things kind of on the on the on the right path i think he's the brains i was the brawn.
2: <laughs> yeah, mark actually helped um so jose our coach is down at 27 and uh as you know cuz you bike by us every day and give us a smiling wave right um but uh they just redid the whole court like cuz they know jose is there every every week we're there every every day every week Beautiful. And, uh, they redid the poles, repainted it. Mark did all the brackets and pulleys and everything. So yeah, Mark is amazing. He's been doing- Mark is amazing. And actually I
1: didn't mention that, but before in June, before all the July activities here, he went through every, all the five poles and redid the hardware. So it was really, really easy for me to put the nets at the different levels. And yeah. um, and I think, I hopefully you liked them. They were t- taught and- Oh, perfect. And, and professional.
2: They were dangerous before. I mean, a lot of the poles are so old and rusty. Like if you like go up against them, you might need a tetanus shot. You know. <laughs> uh, and then the, the, the hooks are like kind of bending and you don't know when it's going to break at any time. So having Mark, he kind of like picks and chooses. He, he did the courts where USA volleyball does it. Um, he did yours. He did ours. Um, and that's just huge for us. He actually has a company called San Court Experts. So if anyone out there wants to get a sand court built or something like that, he's the guy for sure.
0: I think a couple of the college, uh, college programs used Mark's company to build their courts. I think he's, for sure. he knows how it's done. <laughs> he's made a few of them.
2: Well, he also worked at USA volleyball. I believe, I want to say not anymore, not because of the pandemic, but uh, he was in the high performance program at USA volleyball for years obviously he played as well. So,
1: right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's, and it's starting up again. I'm starting to get calls now for this upcoming season right now. It's, it's uh, a few of the Olympic Olympic uh, teams that are hopeful that are starting to gear up because I think that competition try, you know, better than much better than I do, but I think it's going to start coming up in a couple months.
2: Yep.
1: And it's going to be very exciting to see which of the two of the three men's teams make it and which of the, four or five women's teams make that second spot. So it's going to be exciting. But even starting this week, several of the teams are starting to train hard right right here in front.
2: Yeah. As I mentioned before, I'm renting a place right down the street. So I'll be, it's fun actually like living close and being able to walk down and kind of socialize from far, see who's training. If I see the guys out there too often, I got to get my butt back out there. You were going so to now. have no problem with that. <laughs> we'll, see. we'll see.
0: Where, uh, where did this love of volleyball begin for you, Mr. Greg, did you play uh, growing up or did it begin with when your kids started getting pretty good?
1: Yeah, no, I'm just an intermediate. I, I played um, when I was younger, but I'm just still an intermediate. And I actually take lessons before COVID three or four times a week. I take from Chelsea Hayes, Madison's fiance. Okay. And that's a, another reason why I got to know Madison very, very well. I love the game. But at 62, um, my 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 jumping's limited, so I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a having fun intermediate guy. I, I just love the game, and I think it's a incredibly athletic game. I mean, all of you pros are just fit as a fiddle, and and it's an interesting game to watch because you can get 10 yards away from some of the best athletes in the in the country. There's great strategy. There's great stress. There's only two of you. You can't blame on anybody else but one of you two. So I. Did, <laughs> We just totally love the game. It's an amazing, amazing game.
0: I yeah. think uh, I think the first time that, that I actually met you was in Hawaii last year when, when me and Burek were in the, the qualifying round against Rosie and Brian Cook, and, and it starts drizzling try. And so out comes Mr. Delgado with a towel, and he's just running shagging balls, trying them off, and he just became the, the ball boy for the qualifier.
1: That was my <laughs> first experience ever, and that was – you know, we were going to watch your match. It was just so much fun. It was the last match to get into the main draw the next day. Super important match. And again, it started raining, started drizzling. And yeah. the ball was wet and there's sand all over it. So we went and talked, my friend and I, we went and talked to the referee. Can we be ball boys on each side? And they said, sure, if you want to do it, sure. So <laughs> we said, this is a great way that we can just stand back there and help and try the ball off and give you guys a, a better chance of playing good volleyball. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. That was a good, that was a squeaker. You didn't quite make it, but you made three yeah, sets. It, it was a good so match, cool. but it was, it was
0: so, so funny. funny. I just saw you like wiping off the ball and I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> We're getting
1: sitting the- there watching. I might as well
0: help. <laughs> We're getting the VIP treatment. Must be yeah. selfish reasons from you though, right? <laughs> well, it is selfish
1: reasons. I got to hang out with you guys. An honor for me to to be able to hang out with you guys.
0: <laughs> we need more people to be selfish like you. <laughs>
1: All right, fine, we can't wait till COVID's over and tournaments start coming up again and we'll get to Chicago, we'll get to Hawaii again. Maybe we may even make it to Austin or New York, we'll see. It's I'm gonna thinking, be exciting.
2: I'm thinking your uh, Hawaii ball shagging experience wasn't quite as, uh or, or your Long Beach experience wasn't quite as nice as your Hawaii one. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Cause well, from my perspective, I'm there all weekend grinding away and like, but I'm going back to the player's tent and resting and putting my feet up and you're out there the whole time as a volunteer, just in the blazing sun, standing in a parking lot. And, uh, I can't believe you even made it through that. Did you do all three weekends in Long Beach? I did. It was,
1: I'll be honest with you. It was a little work. It was not a nine days, three, three days a week, oh. times three weekends in a row. Oh my god! And It was hot and we had to wear a mask all, you know, nine hours that we were working. Um, but it was so worth it. It was just so awesome being, I talked to Madison about two or three weeks before the tournament I said, I got to go, I got to find a way to go. I'm not an announcer. I'm not a referee. I'm not letting anyone else in. How, how can I, and somehow the idea sprung up, Hey, they're letting ball boys go. I could be a ball boy. Right. So Madison said, I'll, I'll see if I can get you in to be a ball boy. And he called me back the next day and he talked to Josh and said, yeah, I think we can fit you in. So I showed up as a ball boy. I said, by the way, I'm, I volunteered for free. And they said, we, we can't do that. We have to pay you. So I actually got paid instead of bringing VIP seats. I got paid to be out of the court to hand you guys the ball. And it, was, it was it was hard work, but it was totally worth it. To would do it again, absolutely, in a minute. It was just that much fun.
2: You probably lost about 10 pounds of sweat I, out there, too. Which I needed
1: to lose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was really, really fun. And the, the ball, you know, all the ball people were close-knit and we all ate lunch together and uh they treated us well plenty of drinks and plenty of food but while we were on that court we had to be uh very serious especially when the national broadcast was on then we had to be really on our on our own
2: right 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 <laughs> you guys did a good job thank you and i could tell like who was doing what because certain people would just put the ball up there other people would like put it with the logo facing out and it, it was almost tempting not to like, it was, I was tempted to just like start talking with you because it was so quiet. You're the only one standing there, and I'm I'm like delaying the game half the time, like trying to like just take my time and stroll back. I wanted to just like start a conversation. But <laughs> well, that was
1: probably the hardest thing is that I knew a lot of you guys, and we weren't, weren't allowed to say a thing to you. We weren't, couldn't even say great job or well done.
2: Had a mask
1: and we had the mask on, so you couldn't see anything. Yeah, but it was amazing. And congratulations on winning the last one. That was amazing. That was an, especially when Phil had really raised his game for those tournaments. He won the first two, and you not and you knocked him off the podium on the last one. Yeah, well again, done.
2: Appreciate it.
1: How it'd often? Be, uh, Go ahead, Mr. Greg. Could be things to come as we start training for the Olympics.
2: That's the plan. <laughs> I wish I had a Porsche because of it, but it's all good. I just <laughs> like.
1: <laughs> By the way, I'm going to say it here on air. You make the Olympics, Lori and I are coming to Tokyo.
2: All right. Yes. More
0: Jan- pressure. I like. It. January 12th. It. it is documented, Mr. Greg.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and again, it, it's for selfish reasons.
0: <laughs> of course. <laughs>
2: we'll have to grab some sushi out there, assuming that things are mellowed out and we're allowed to. Yeah. Yeah.
0: How often do you and Ed Keller just nerd out about volleyball? Because I don't think I've met anyone as passionate about volleyball as Edward Keller. (laughs) And he knows so much. And I feel like you two can probably just riff on volley all
1: day long. Well, you're totally right. I'm not a 10% of what Ed knows. Ed's been at this for 25 years. (laughs) He's my next door neighbor. And he's sitting in front of 16th Street as well. And we watch you guys play. And we talk together about it. But he's been doing this for 25 years. He travels all around the world to the FIVB tournaments. And in the beginning, four years ago, you would tell me these stories about the quarterfinals of, you know, it was in Berlin and, and you know, Tri was playing so-and-so and it was down to the, you know, 12-all in the third. And I said, there's no way. It's just BSing me. And I would go home and Google and look it up. And he's right every time. <laughs> he's brilliant. He it's is great. absolutely brilliant. He knows everything about volleyball. And he's a great neighbor and a half we actually drove this
2: much more than i know about my own game (laughs) i couldn't tell you who i played in like the semis or quarters of these events.
1: no he he knows he he definitely knows so we drove down to huntington um last year together to watch the tournament together but he he is a, a great volleyball mind 100 times more than me i'm just an enthusiast he's he knows what he's talking about there can only be so many Ed Kellers in
0: the world. Like I take I take pride in how much I know about about the game, the history of it. And Ed smokes me in anything. And I'm like, damn it, Ed, <laughs> I gotta catch up.
1: You should be congratulated for the books you've written. I have read that book before I met you. I read your first first book, and that was fantastic. Oh, awesome! I loved, loved reading about everyone else in the tour in that book. Yeah, that and, was a that was a fun one to write. How many have you written now? Uh, I've written
0: four total. Working. Uh, Working on another one that's draft is almost finished. That's like an old school one um, from like 76 up through beach volleyball into the Olympics. That's been really fun to to work on. And I think uh, all the old school fans will like that one.
1: Yes. You'll be competing with Sands of Time. Yeah,
0: I have. I've been using those. I have. They're like my like textbooks. I've been using them for research. They're super useful. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. Have,
2: have you gotten a hold of our children's book, Greg? No. Volleyball for milkshakes, based on my childhood growing up at Outrigger.
1: Seriously? Yeah. Well, that that. is a whole story about all the amazing players that came from Outrigger. I mean, there's got to be, between the indoor game, a national team, the outdoor game, there's got to be 15, 20 top-level players about your same age, all from Outrigger.
2: And we use uh, basically all of their names in it. Beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. And we threw Travis in there as well, but (laughs) you got the Madisons and Rileys. There it is,
1: right there. Well, I'm getting it. I'm definitely getting it.
2: How's it going, Sandcast peeps? Just wanted to take a quick break in the show to let you know about a holiday savings opportunity presented to you by our friends over at Wilson Sporting Goods. Here's the deal you buy two OPTX, also known as Optics Beach Volleyballs, you get one 35% off. Basically, if you spend $100 on volleyball, basketball, football, or soccer products, you'll receive a 35% off coupon in the new year. In Optics Volleyball right now is $64.99. So if you buy two, you get a 35% off coupon emailed to you in January. Solid deal there from our pals over at Wilson, so get on it and uh, hook your friends up with a volleyball or two. All right, back to the show. Let's spent way too much time to over the last three months, legitimately every day. Because when you have a kid, it's got the food, the shower, the beach with no waves. So it's like a parent's dream. I can just like do everything that I can feed her. So we're there literally every day over the so last three months.
1: So <laughs> you're here, obviously, in Hermosa. Now. I
2: just flew back and we moved down the street from you for two awesome. months. Awesome. Yeah, and then we're going to try to find a place after that.
1: Good, 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 good. So you'll
2: be seeing a lot of me.
1: Well, you're welcome anytime. And by the way, another thing that I love to do is I make um iced coffee. So after practice, if that's if it's on your training table, you can always well, have iced coffee here.
2: I'm gonna be biking now to practice. So right. I'll be passing by every day. So I'm gonna have to take right. you up on that one. Perfect.
1: Perfect. Perfect. Perfect.
2: Yeah. Love it.
0: Where, well, Mr. Greg, I will bring this to you tomorrow. Uh okay. Volleyball from Sorry, my audio got disconnected for a second. Um but where did you uh where were you living before Sixteenth Street? Because I've only ever known Sixteenth Street with Greg Delgado there.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> I was brought up in in Paul's verdes Went to Merrillis High School when it was a when it was a high school. Now it's a junior high school in PV. And Lori and I moved back there 25 years ago. So we brought up our kids, Grant and the rest of the kids in Paul's verdes Lived in Rolling Hills Estates, and when they all went to college, we had a a, a larger home. We we're only using one bedroom. And we said, it's perfect time to downsize. So this was our downsize move. We got rid of a lot of stuff that we had and we went from a rather large home to 800 feet, but <laughs> it's in the perfect location. So we really, I like this way, way better. It's a perfect thing for our time in life. And, um, but we've been in Polish for 25 years before this. Okay. And we have a lot of friends that come down and almost all the guys say, I'm coming down after you, right after you. (laughs) I bet they do.
0: (laughs) I got
2: to, uh, I got to see your house up in PV one night for the Brad Lawson's birthday party when we had that that party bus rolled in and did some damage on your house and your pool. I think.
1: (laughs) I don't think we're allowed to talk about that on air. Yeah,
2: that was was a mess.
1: (laughs) I think you guys went for like um. Pre-wedding wine tasting trip in a bus we to a
2: winery, yeah.
1: Winery. And, 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 and so you no,
2: were. no, the worst part was the drive. The drive was way too long, so yeah. everyone was just drinking because we just kept driving on this bus and the windows were blacked out, and there's lights going on. So the fact that we got stuck in LA traffic and basically we we're in like a moving nightclub was was it's a whole nother story, but but that was fun times. That's what I, think, I, what I think of your PV house.
1: Yeah, Lori and I went to Palm Springs that weekend. We came back and we were sitting by the pool, resting, and the bus comes back at the end of the day. You guys were drinking on the way up, drinking there and drinking on the way back. And it's probably 15, 20 guys <clears throat> and uh, mostly AVP players. And everyone starts jumping in the pool, not all of them clothed. I um, <laughs> that, that just made it fun. <laughs> it was a great time. <laughs>
2: not, me. not me. Those
1: are the kind of stories that make make life great.
2: For sure. Yeah.
0: Absolutely.
1: <laughs>
0: have you traveled to any FIVB events, or
1: is uh, when track qualifies, is Tokyo going to be number one? You know, I think you're right. We have not ever traveled to an FIVB. We've seen a lot of the AVP tournaments, and they've been fantastic. But I think Tokyo could be our first one. That would be fun. That would be very, very exciting. That would be totally exciting. Chance to see the outdoor and the indoor. Maybe a little soccer. That's one of my favorite games. So it would be be great to go there. Yeah. Is
0: it, uh, I think one of the cooler things that, I don't know if this has happened yet, but a lot of international teams, when travel is allowed, they'll come to California to train. I know the Latvians come here a fair amount. Canadians travel a lot. And I would have to think that 16th Street would be where they'd be training. Um, So you're gonna you're gonna be like the international training headquarters here probably soon once we can get traveling again.
1: Well, I can't wait till COVID's over and when travel happens and people get vaccinated and um, Ed actually knows since he goes to all these events, he knows the Latvians and they've stayed next door at his house and um, and trained here. So you know, it would be great to mix the top Americans and the top foreigners and and have even you know even better volleyball right here.
2: You might you might be watching the same match in front of your house as you're watching at the Olympics.
1: That you're absolutely right. Wouldn't that like, be wow cool? oh, I
2: came a long ways to watch the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: cool. Wouldn't that be cool? I'd love that.
2: <laughs> Could easily happen.
0: Is uh I feel like one of the coolest parts about the the 16th street community is is the fact that we all we all train there right everyone trains there and um but you also have just like that stoop area where you know i'll look over and troy's having coffee or riley and carly are hanging out and i feel like just the fact that you've created like this little area just before and after practice just for players to mingle both with you and other players there's like this social element where you know, it was like this huge bonding, it still is this huge, like bonding familial place for the entire AVP, not even just getting front row VIP tickets, you're just
1: chatting with them all the time. Well, and that's, that's one of the benefits for us, because we have so much respect for you guys, that to have you train here, and then come after after practice, and have iced coffee, or it's just, a, it's a joy for Lori and I to be able to hang out with you guys. I do have a funny story, when we A year and a half after we moved in, one of the only AVP players we really knew in the beginning, um, Taylor Crabb. Taylor played at Long Beach and he played against Grant and Grant knew Taylor pretty well. Uh, I think they were the same age. And so when Taylor was playing in the Hermosa Beach Open, I texted Taylor and said, Taylor, we have a a place here, a block or two away from the tournament. And I know you and Jake are going to be playing the tournament. <clears throat> instead of going to the player tent, I'd be happy. We're going to be at the tournament all weekend. So our house is going to be vacant. If you'd like to use our house, Jake can drive up from Huntington and park at our space and use our house between matches. And I had no idea what he'd say, but he said, sure. That yeah, sounds like fun. So we vacated the house. We got the golf channel on for Jake. We put bananas on the counter with ice water and we left. And so Taylor and, and Jake and their coaches and, Maybe some of the family members came here between matches, just hung out and just, you know, but they ended up winning the tournament. <laughs> they ended up winning the tournament. So we are at the tournament and they get the trophy. And, well, we dilly-dally the tournament a little bit more. And we come back and there's 40 people on our deck and in our house. Frank <laughs> Cook Cook's making burgers on the barbecue and Hoblin and daughter here in the front and a lot of the AVP players from the tournament. The trophies are here. Like, oh my God, Lori, look what happened to our house.
2: <laughs> you gotta know what's gonna happen when you invite Taylor over.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly right. But it was great. And it's I mean, it's just what life's all about. It just makes life fun. So we've really, really embraced the whole ABP. And um, and it's and it's been a way more of a benefit for us than for them.
0: Well, I think that we can all, not just us two on the podcast, but uh, everyone who played beach volleyball this year can say that you, you provided a lot of value um, for all the beach volleyball players. And not even just the professional ones, but uh, the ones who play recreationally there at your place. I'm sure that they think it's pretty cool to be playing next to April and Alex some mornings and Jake and Taylor the next morning and Chase and Avery the next morning. It's uh, It's a pretty cool little thing you built.
1: There is a little buzz around here. And uh, you know, Ed gets credit. Mark palui gets credit, but it, it, it there is quite a bit of buzz to say, oh my gosh, look who's playing next door. It's it's pretty neat. It's it's really awesome.
2: Right.
1: Yeah. Well, Mr. Greg, go good.
2: There's a lot of people out there that don't really realize that they can just come down and and watch volleyball here. And I, and we kind of talk about it a lot. Like so we want to we want more people to come and like under know where we practice and. And when it's all in one place, it's a lot easier for people to understand that. Like when people are lining up on the strand, like, I don't know, as a professional, it kind of makes you feel more professional, right? Yeah. Uh, we're kind of hidden down the way. Jose doesn't want people using his court right? Uh, as much because it's hard to get, you know, if, if there's a lot of regulars out there, it's hard to get them off, But but it's good. Like we want people to know 16th street is a spot that a lot of people go. Come down to 27th street if you want to watch us play, you know? Because we want to build, we want it. That's the coolest thing about beach volleyball is that I don't think there's any other sport where you can get as close to the players. Like, what professional athletes practice in a public place? It's like the NBA guys going to like outdoor courts or something. Right. You can just roll up and stand outside the fence and watch. Um, That's just one of the coolest
1: things about our sport. Love your sport. Absolutely love your sport. And you're right. There's a lot. There's a lot to that. Being able to get to know the professionals, watch the professionals up close, um, it's a pretty special thing for a fan.
0: It is. So if uh, if any sure. Hermosa, go, sorry, try you were cutting out. What were we saying? No, go ahead. Okay, I was saying, well, if uh, if there are any beach volleyball fans in Hermosa uh, who want to see some high level beach, the the pros are training again. They're texting uh, Greg Delgado to get their spots lined up. <laughs>
2: Yeah, we just had our first week of practice. Uh, well, what is it? Wednesday? Yeah, uh, we just had our first practices back here in Cali, and uh, so we're uh, we'll be back out there as well. I think I want to say everyone's pretty much. If you're not getting out back out there now, well, if you're just playing ADP, maybe not. But yeah, I think, I, I say, think it's a full go, and luckily the city's not locking the beaches down right now.
1: I think they have a different attitude than the last lockdown. La- last lockdown. You know it was a gut re, a gut reaction we have this horrible virus we just got to stop everything now i think they're re-looking at things and saying outdoors sun shining winds blowing outdoors might be okay as long as it's in small groups i think what really they don't want are groups of 50 or 60. but twos right i think is is, is they're they're letting that go because that seems pretty safe
0: well uh mr greg it uh we appreciate everything you've done uh, for for beach volleyball, um, before you know, hosting Taylor and Jake, uh, helping them win in Hermosa to uh, to kind of giving everyone a, a spot to play this summer. So we we had to have you on. Um, it's uh, it's it's been a pleasure getting to know you a lot more this past year, and uh, we just wanted to make sure that we acknowledged you and uh, and expressed our gratitude um, both as hosts and uh, and for our listeners. Because uh, they got a much better product to watch on Amazon Prime because they had a place to train this summer.
1: Well, my feeling is mutual, and um, it's an honor to be on your show. I appreciate it. Thanks. Absolutely.
0: Well, I will uh, I think I'll probably be swinging by tomorrow morning. <laughs> so right. I'll see you soon.
2: I'm trying Thank to get some of those iced coffees one of these days here. So Thank I'll be seeing you, you tomorrow as well.
0: See you tomorrow. Have a great rest of the night. Thank you.